I'm Sam Seitels, and you are listening to The Pillars of Hamilton. Happy New Year's, my friends. 2019 is almost over, but we're going to end it with a bang. I'm talking about Trisha Donio, one of Hamilton's greatest assets. In this interview, we talk about the incredible things she does for this town, as well as her journey and her road toward getting to where she is today. She really is an awesome person. I love talking to her so much that we talked for about another two hours after this interview. Uh, People, don't forget, 2020 is going to start off with an incredible mystery guest. I will say no more about that. But before that, Please listen to the most requested guest of 2019, the incredible Trisha Donio. You're listening to the Pillars of Hamilton. That's with me, Sam Sidetells, and you want to know what I'm going to give them? Only the finest that Hamilton has to offer. The biggest blueberries you've ever seen, baby. And they're all here. You're nervous, but I too am nervous. Yeah, but you do this all the time. I do this all the time, but I don't ever have a guest with as many nominations as you, Trisha Donio. Gosh. Welcome. I don't know why. So why Thank are you, you nervous? You do a million public speaking I don't know. events. You terrify me here. Because <laughs> it's recorded. A lot of the things I do don't get recorded. Oh, so you can say whatever and there'll be no proof of it. People are probably yeah. recording with their phones. Well, now these, but when I taught... They didn't bring phones. We had beepers. I know. Back, I read your resume. It's old. Nor- yeah, I know you're... <laughs> <laughs> I'm old. Beepers, people post- tagging each other, 911, yeah. emergency. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, nowadays, well, I work with preschoolers, so I don't have to worry about any of that. Yeah, really. Yeah. So, welcome. Thank you. How does that happen? How do you become the most requested person in Hamilton? Because what I do is, like, I'm pretty new around here, so it's not really fair for me to call everyone who I think is a, a pillar, so I, I ask for nominations. But every time people nominate other people, mm-hmm. you are always on the list. I, I don't know. You have to know. You're, there's The resume that you sent me is incredible. Oh, thank you. <clears throat> so I know, I know why people ask for you to be on here, because I saw the list. Okay. It's a <laughs> long list. Yeah. And I've even participated in some of the things that you are in charge of. Yeah. Uh, National Night Out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you really run that huge spectacle? Well, I definitely have help. Um, we this whole we're going into our eighth year, and um, Mark Fiorentino came to me and said, "I really want to do this. Can you help?" And it was like th- four weeks before we were going to pull it off. I had, I think we had four weeks to plan it and get it all together. So I had asked Mary Young, who worked with me for over 10 years at the Family Center. And um, she's a great volunteer. I mean, she was Citizen Volunteer of the Year. So I said, if there's anybody that could help me do this, it's going to be her. Yeah, we did it in like four weeks. We planned the first one. That's so crazy. What was it? Why? Why did you guys decide to do this? So what is, I mean, I've participated in it, mm-hmm. and I found out that there's like national nights out Everywhere. elsewhere. It's, it's but I've never heard of it until country. I moved here. Yeah. Like, what is it? It's just to recognize, yeah, it's a community policing. It's really a chance for the 
town, the community to come out and meet the police officers, to see them in a different atmosphere and to, thank you, to, to, you know, let them know that they're not these scary people that are, you know, bad guys. It's really community policing at its finest. So that's what, is that what it is like all around the country? It's for people to meet the police officers yeah. in their town. And most of the national nights out, like ours is a little over the top. Um, I'm not not patting ourselves on the back, but we just, over the years, we've gotten better at it and we've added a lot more exhibits and things coming in because we wanted it to make it a night where families really wanted to come out. And the first National Night Out was on the original Tuesday because National Night Out is supposed to be, I think it's the first Tuesday in August. Oh. And, well, because we only had four weeks... Everybody was booked. We couldn't get anyone. So the second year, I kind of thought, you know what? We'd get a better turnout on a Friday night. Even me, being a mom, you know, a single mom. It's hard for me to take the kids out on a Tuesday night. Sports, all that kind of stuff. So that's why we changed it to a Friday. And we get that question all the time. Oh, why is Hamilton's on a a Friday night? Well, oh, you'll only hear the complaints. So let me tell yeah, you totally, and all the listeners, totally. bless your heart. <laughs> From a father of four kids and the owner of a school, yeah. whew, bless your heart. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. What, now we just needed to have them change Halloween to a Friday from now exactly. on. Exactly. <laughs> I agree with you. I'm sorry. But it's, a, it's such a great night. Like You want to hang out and stuff, and the kids are tired They, you know, the next day. You do it on a Friday night. We... When when I grew up in Hamilton, it was always trick or treat was always on a Saturday. Do you hear that pouring? Is that the rain? It's gotta be. I thought I was having a technical difficulty for a second. <laughs> it's pouring out there. Yeah, this lovely night I invited you to. Yeah, this is good. Isn't this good? These, I like uh, it. Yeah, shout out to K- no, I can't. I have too many. I only shout out to Jim Sacco's and the know, local brewers. Jim. Yeah, he's my, he's my boy. <laughs> yeah, Jim did a stint at the family center. Excuse me? Yeah, Jim. Go on. So, when the, oh gosh. Jim Jim worked with us for three years as a case manager. That's right. Yeah. I think he even mentioned it on his mm-hmm. episode. He did. He did. Yeah. He gave me props. I give him props back. Yeah, he's my the boy. man. <laughs> my musical model. You might have there. to give a lot of props, though, because do you I know do. how many people give you props? That's nice. Eh, eh, eh. You should, no, no. Like, if there's one thing I want you to walk away from this interview, I want you to walk away. I mean, I don't even know you, <laughs> but I know that I need you to know how this town loves you. Oh, thank you so much. I just don't know if people go around talking about how much they love people. And this podcast has given a really, I mean, this really cool opportunity to just like be open and free and for other people to hear, which is kind of special. Yeah. And I want the listeners to know that I'm speaking to the person that everybody requested because of the stuff you do for the people in this town. Thank you. It's really appreciated by people. I appreciate that. And I'm sure you work hard and you probably, as I can tell it, you're passionate. Someone as passionate as you probably wonders, like, is it being appreciated? And I'm just, oh, here, thank I'm just you. trying to let you know it's yeah. appreciated. Well, well, social work is kind of like a, a thankless job a lot of times. Really? Yeah, because, you know, you're helping. I, I, I shouldn't say that. That's pretty negative. But there are a lot of times where, you know, you don't get the thank yous and you're like, wow. Everything I just did for you, you know, I want to say thank you. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah. And and I'm guessing, I mean, so, someone who's a good social worker, mm-hmm. they have to put their heart and soul into it. And they, I mean, like you're you doing def- it. You definitely don't go in for the money. Right. No. 
and even though you're not going in it for the thank yous, it's just nice to know you're appreciated when you're putting so much of yourself yeah. into it, right? Yeah. 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 Going back to National Night Out, mm-hmm. I have a question. Yeah. Have you ever walked by my wheel? Yeah. You have? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. I actually try to get to end every vendor that we book because what we did over the years was we split up how we plan National Night Out and who does what. So everybody has their role. You know, Mary Young, she does all the entertainment pretty much. She gets everybody in that possibly could do that night. And she's, we start in January. You start working in January. It's not until summertime. Mm-hmm. August. Yeah. So August. you're doing it again this year, huh? Yep. So in January, we'll start writing all the letters. We'll get everything. Mary will start booking everything. Let me tell you why I love it is because coming from... Someone who isn't from around here, who had to make his way into Hamilton, New Jersey, which you know nothing about. You were born and raised. I've researched you. Like you are straight. I don't know. I don't think it's much more Hamiltonian (laughs) than you. And so I, (laughs) I came in here and nobody knew me. So it was things like National Night Out, showing everyone that like, hey, I'm here and I want to like give the best of me to this town. Uh, that's why I love National Night Out. My first experience to the very last one has been awesome oh, every good. single time. Good. We always right. get that long line by the wheel. That's right. <laughs> Anytime you have an activity, it's a line. Yeah, it makes me happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the police, I mean, like, you know what's funny, too, is, like, most towns maybe need that. They need the people to meet the police officers. And it's fantastic that we have that here. But I also, I also feel this isn't the kind of town where people don't know the police officers. Like, I trust and respect so many officers here in Hamilton, New Jersey. Yeah. I've had them on my show. I love them. Yeah, yeah I do too. So, you were a teacher. Mm-mm. You were a substitute I'm teacher. I'm sorry. I was a... Well, I taught in college. I taught uh, college classes. You were a professor? Professor. What did you teach? You taught social? So I taught sociology. Oh. I couldn't get into the social work because there wasn't an adjunct professor opening at the yeah. time. They needed a sociology. Yeah. So I taught sociology at um, Cumberland County College and Atlantic Cape. And that's before you came to the Family Fun Center. Uh, or family, family Fun Center. <laughs> that, I made it sound way... It's okay. It's <laughs> wait, wait, let me reset. I'd love to change it. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like Family Success Center is cool, too, yeah? Yeah, backstory behind why the name changed and all that, but that's... What was it before? It was called the Hamilton Community Center. Oh. And it made a lot of sense to call it that, but with the political environment and what was going on... The, the model was Hamilton Family Success Center, so it, it's a long time ago we had to change the name or risk of be defunded. Oh. Because when the governor changes, everything changes. You, you're you at a risk to maybe not have funding anymore. And we were kind of hanging out on the mayor's budget line, uh, mayor, I'm sorry, Governor. governor's yeah. uh, budget line, and... You know, the powers that be above came to us and said, look, you can risk staying where you are or you can come over to and be a Hamilton Family Success Center. Okay. It's a, it's a long story, but. Yeah. It, that's So I've, I've driven by it a million times mm-hmm. and I've always wondered what goes on inside of it. Yeah. What, what do you guys do there? So it's a county building and it was designed as like a one-stop shop many years ago. When I first started, um. Welfare was across the hall from us. We had Southern Jersey Family Medical Center, which is a dental clinic. They were upstairs. Also upstairs were Atlantic Care Behavioral Health, uh, Psychiatry, and Therapy. Downstairs is the Seniors, the Senior Nutrition Site. And 
over the years, people have moved in, moved out, and we were always kind of in the basement, two offices with five staff. And once Welfare decided to go back to Atlantic City, we begged the county to give us more space, so they did. Um, Behavioral Health actually moved out, and they moved to 120 South Whitehorse Pike, right by Dunkin' Donuts. Okay. During that plaza now. So they gave us upstairs. Then about a year or two later, Welfare moved out, and we begged for the space downstairs. And I heard it was pretty rough when you got there. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was. Um, once once Welfare moved out and they, they agreed to give us the space, they said, you could have it, but that's, that's it. <laughs> they ain't going to clean up for you? <laughs> it wasn't, yeah. Well, that building is old. It used to be the old Acme in Hamilton, and... I begged them to give us new carpets and... That was a grocery store? It was. No way. It was a town acme. This is before ShopRite? Mm, way before. Wow. Way before my time. So uh, they moved out and then we begged for the space. They gave it to us and they said, we'll give it to you, but we're not giving you... We can't give you any money, really. You know, we just don't have it. Um, so we started and I, I went out. The, the first couple I went to was Alan and Dawn Campione. They had lost their daughter in an ATV accident, and we were helping them. Like I, I was, we were f- good friends with them, and um, I told them what I wanted to do. I wanted to build a true community center in Hamilton, but I didn't have any money. Would they support it? Because you know, they were doing golf benefits and things like that, and they said, "We love your idea. We'll support you." So but they were the could first. Could you explain donors. what a true community, well, center. community center is? I just feel like it's a place where kids can come. Families can come, and you have a array of activities going on, and that's what I wanted to achieve. I wanted different rooms doing different things. So, and it, do people paid for membership or no? We we are not allowed to charge for any of our services, anything that we do, because we're grant funded. So, there's a grant from the state of New Jersey that the county writes for, Atlanta County government. Then private nonprofits can write to the county, Atlantic County, to obtain that grant money. So I work for Atlantic Care Behavioral Health. Um, Atlantic Care writes the grant to the county, which gets the state the, the money from the state of New Jersey. So we've had the grant um, since 1993. So with the grant money, we've never had an increase ever. Um, I think we, we got one increase because we produced so many numbers. They were they gave us a little bit more money so we can hire one additional staff member. So with with the grant money, you know that that basically is your administrative, you know, pays the staff benefits. But you get no extra supplies, no minimal, minimal, like definitely not enough to to convert what I was looking to do with this community center. Could not definitely not. I mean, like you know, we get a thousand dollars from july to june to spend on supplies really creative totally pinterest <laughs> everything's pinterest i'm a teacher i know all diy pinterest yeah That's no it. doubt yeah so See, what what you do as a t- teacher back in 1990 there was nothing like that oh, God. i think my salary for the semester was like 
I think I made 1200 Oh, cha-ching. For the whole semester. <laughs> All the work that I was doing, grading papers, syllabus, coming up with everything that we were going to do, wow. we got $1,200. Yeah. <laughs> you should have just framed and it I as motivation. I rocking it then, you know? I was like, I'm making some money. <laughs> that, <laughs> was that, that was huge back then, <laughs> it huh? Was, it was okay. <laughs> you know? I didn't have any kids. I wasn't married yet, you yeah, know? Oh, that's when the money really... <laughs> I was, I, you know, I was hustling. I was bartending on the side. I was teaching at college. Yeah. And I was working at the center. Yeah. So I was doing all right. You're into helping people, huh? I am. I really yeah. enjoy it. Yeah. I do. So, okay, you have no money. Mm-hmm. You've got an extra worker. Worker's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> so we just, um, I put together like on a, a trifold board, and I went out to every civic group that we have in Hamilton and poured my heart out, and I said, you know, we really need something like this. There's nowhere for the kids to go. There's nothing. There's nowhere safe to hang out after school. We don't have a, com- a free computer lab. There's nothing like musical where kids can go just hang out and play music for bands, whatever. You know, there's just nothing. There's yeah. not a free pool table where they can go shoot pool. There's nothing. So I went to all the civic groups, and I did, like, the whole circuit, you know, for, like, six months. And at the end of the day, I ended up raising about $32,000. Whoa. So we got a lot of... What groups did you go to? All of them. Every single one. And, you know, I was going Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I went to the uh, Lions Club. I went to Kiwanis. I went to uh, Exchange Club. I went to every single organization we have. And then I started writing proposals to the bigger companies. South Jersey Gas, Atlantic City Electric, NJM. Yeah. Tapped into everybody. And they were all... Very I mean, receptive. Yeah. Very receptive. I love Hamilton. It was great. I mean, I, I, I did, couldn't believe what we were able to achieve in such a short amount of time. So the cool thing about this success center is if something happens to me, something happens to my position, if Atlantic Care decides they don't want to write for the grant, if um, you know the state says we're not funding these anymore, whatever, all the contents of the Family Success Center belong to the Hamilton Revitalization Corporation because I went through them. Because of it, because of it's a grant, you know, anything that's purchased within the grant, you can lose. It goes with the state. The state of New Jersey would own it or Atlanticare would own it because it was purchased under the grant. Oh. So I, found, I went to uh, Hamilton Revitalization Corporation and I begged the board and Cassie Acavelli, who's phenomenal, we are going to have an episode with Cassie uh, she's Acavelli. The bomb. She's Love the Cass. bomb. I was so stoked. Uh, she, but she had to cancel this this December, but very, very soon she's going to be on here. She, you know, she just believed in what I was trying to do and, and thought, let me give this kid a shot. You know, it's kind of how she looked at me. And I love what you were doing. I so, mean, I love what you are doing. There's a real problem with drug use in kids mm-hmm. and kids looking for problems when they don't have things to do. Yeah. Uh, you know... Kids start off going to soccer practice, going to this sport, going to martial arts, and then all of a sudden they're 13, 14, 15, 16, they have a car, and if they don't have anything to do, a lot of times they turn to things that are not really good for them. Yeah. They need a place to go. Yeah, they do. We didn't We didn't have anywhere to go when I was, you know, in high school. We didn't. We hung out at friends' houses. That's it. We rode our bikes around, you know, if it was nice. But you were locked in if it wasn't nice, you know. And the things you gain mm-hmm. socially, emotionally, uh by going to these success centers, meeting kids who maybe you wouldn't normally hang right. out with and playing games that you wouldn't have a chance to anywhere else. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So that's why it was, it was very important to me. And then having the backing, I think the campions really like kind of lit a fire under me to really push and to get this going and to really 
move forward with it. So I really did everything I could, you know, contacted a million people to try to get help and, you know, to help me with it. And Cassie, you know, was one of the ones that was like, you know, I believe in this. You know, you're going to have to go in front of our board. They're going to have to approve it. And they did. Yeah. So we, you know, the budget line is through the Hamilton Revitalization Corporation. So and if anything were to ever happen to the grant, all the contents go to Hamilton Main Street. Okay. So what? This basement that, uh, I, you know, it's a family show. I can't even use the words that I heard about it beforehand okay. to describe it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've heard that you've done magical things to it. So what what is it now? What does it look like? So the outside of the building is still your stereotypical county-looking building, which is an issue. It is totally an issue. I mean, I'm not afraid to talk about that. But. I'm sorry. If I'm being 100% <laughs> honest, like until I was going to do this interview, I didn't know what that building was. It's I scary. thought it was... I mean, I had my own ideas about it. It's institutionalized. It definitely felt, you know, I've had people from Hamilton not want to come in the building because that means you're poor, something's wrong with you, you need mental health, or, um, you know, you're just looking for a handout. So I've had people who had to drop things off to me like, oh, can can you meet me out in the parking lot? Wow. Yeah. Well, okay, that's extreme. Yeah, but, it happens. <laughs> but I understand that like people definitely had the wrong idea. I have the wrong idea about it. That's why I'm really asking you, like, yeah. what does that downstairs look like? Well, so we, we built a theater, and we named it um, the Gabrielle Nicole Campione Theater because it is named after her. Um, her. You know, her parents were the one that really, like I said, got me started, gave me my first check, and said, run with it, Trish. Do what you got to do. Um we have a 70, 70 or 80 inch. Oh my gosh, it's been so long now. It might even be an 80 inch TV down there. Ooh. There's enough for 25 kids to sit in there or families, whatever. Uh, it's a regular looking theater. We have a computer lab with 25 computers. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. We, have, we have an entertainment room that has air hockey table, two pool tables. We tried to make it look modern and do like really vibrant, cool colors. Um, oh, so you were you looked at my uh, podcast studio I here love it. and you getting some ideas I, I can love say. It, I love it. I do. <laughs> you can't hire me. This was luck. I don't know. I just splashed some paint, put in some arcade it's the arcade games, that's, that's what cool. it really is. Thank you. It's my cave. I like the lamps there, you know. Oh yeah, you like that? That's yeah. actually an MP three player too. No way. That's a real lantern. That's awesome. <laughs> With a scented candle, of yeah, course. I like that. These crows from uh, Sue Murder, uh, the tattoo oh, artist yeah, here in town. Oh, yeah, Sue, too. Yeah, yeah she's incredible. Mm-hmm. So um, so who does come? So we we started to do like an open rec type deal where we would have kids come after school, but it was just too much. I don't have the staff to do all that. So now we do structured activities. So we do game nights. We have bingo. We do arts and crafts. We do... Like, we just did a pancake breakfast with Santa Claus on Friday. We had Mark Fiorentino, the captain, dress up as Santa Claus. Um, and we had, you know, local families come into it. But it's always been my goal to try to educate Hamilton, to make them aware that just because the outside looks a little off, you got to come in. You got to come and look at the downstairs and see what we were able to achieve. I'm there, yeah. 100%. I think the people listening to this are going to check mm-hmm. it out, too. Because that's what they say. As soon as they walk down, they're like, oh, my gosh, I, I would have never known. I would have never known this was down here in this building. Uh, because should should I bring my kids? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Yes. 
to. It's so funny. It's all free. We're we judging you? a book by a cover yeah. so hardcore. Do crafts. You know, Christy does a lot of the work. We need Christy. to talk about Christy. We need to talk about mm. a lot of things. I have to take mm. a commercial break, but <clears throat> I want to. Uh, I have a very important question for you. Okay. I'm just going to ask it right now before the commercial break. Mm. Is there anything? So I, I've worked with kids for a long time. I can't even count the years anymore. And I've done stuff in entertainment many times. If you ever need me, like I, I would love, I love giving to this town. I love working with kids. Like it's, it's not work for me. It's fun for me. So you can call upon me if you ever need a special event or whatever. Done. Done. Oh, oh. sorry, you mentioned that. Okay, yeah. You, if you look at my pictures and <laughs> okay. videos, you'll see the stuff. I'm All right, that's Let, awesome. I yeah. appreciate that. No, I. It's fun for. Me. I appreciate you yeah. being so quick to say yes. Absolutely, without a doubt. <laughs> cool. So, okay, I have a list here. Okay. And normally, when I do these podcasts, this is the only time I've ever done it like this because normally, what I do is I write Trisha Donio, and then I write one thing that this person does, and then I ask all these questions about it. But when I was asking people, what does Trisha Donia do? They gave me way too much. So I'm gonna just like, (laughs) after this break, try to shoot them off to you and just find out how the heck you do all this. Okay. Right on? Deal. All right, we'll see you peeps real soon. You may know him from the Reed Preschool video. The video that got 6,000 views. I hired the perfect person for the job. John Bradley, what's up, brother? Hey, I'm John Bradley. I run a company called Bradley & Company. I do photo and video specializing in promotional videos for small business. John Bradley, how do they contact you? You can visit my website at www.itsbradleyandcompany.com. No, it's it's Bradley & Co. You just leave that in there. (laughs) You can at me on Instagram at itsbradleyandco. I'm going. Are you going? I'm not talking to you. Obviously, you're there every day. I'm talking to you, the listeners. Are you going to see Trisha there? Are you going to see me there at the Family Success Center? <laughs> I almost it's said right. it again. That's why I want to change the name. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> but a name is whatever. Mm-hmm. It's what's inside. And mm-hmm. tell them what they're going to get. I was. I want to go in and play. Uh, let me Let me call out a, oh, I got a, I got a pillar I want to call out. Dave Birnbaum, I challenge you to a game of Cool. At the Family <laughs> Success Center. Come on, Dave. Yeah, come Bring on, all Dave. those kids in. Yeah, there's a lot of... Oh, with his kids, my yeah. kids? I don't think anyone else can fit. <laughs> Seriously, when, why, why do people need to go now? I just think it's a, it's a good place, and it's something that our town always needed, and we finally have it, and come visit, and just check it out. Yeah, and then it, tell your friends. Mm-hmm, it'll be a pleasant surprise. Yeah, I'm I'll, always on a weekend. I'm like, what am I going to do with the kids? Mm-hmm. You know, go to the park again, go to yeah. the mall again, go to the, you know, mm-hmm. family success center again. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, for sure. So uh, that's not your all you're involved in. I don't know if these are all related to each other. Um, someone told me that you're involved with the Drug Alliance. I was the coordinator for a couple years. I was the coordinator for the Hamilton Drug Alliance. Um, ran that for a couple years, and I recently been two years no but yeah i guess about a year or two anyway um it was just getting to be too much with the family success center and running that also because it's getting more demanding with what the were you doing lines. well you have to come up with um innovative ways for prevention for drug and alcohol and oh the, so you're teaching youth well you're coming up with uh speakers that you know can go to the schools, that can go out into the community. It's really a prevention model and really getting 
the word out there. So is it basically just another version of D.A.R.E.? Um, no, because we weren't the teachers. We were just out there promoting where to get help and the linkages and referrals that are necessary for people in the town. But it's really an educational kind of model where you're out there coming up with speakers to give to the schools and the community and things like that. Is there, and I've heard... Partnering with other agencies also, like, you know, getting the police involved, getting the school district involved. And then, you know, you had the funding there to purchase materials and supplies that were needed to promote being drug-free and saying no to drugs and all that kind of stuff. What made you decide to do this? <laughs> no, you said that so well. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I, got a, I got a call from somebody, and um, they said, look, if you, you're the only person that could take this on. Like, will you take this on? Because if you don't, no one, we won't have it as a town anymore. Wait, so they, so what, did someone, is there a bat signal? Is there a Trisha Donia yeah. signal that shoots up into the sky? <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's the loser sign? Yeah. <laughs> Give it know. to her. She'll do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. People just call out and they're like, well, we got to get Trisha Donia. Yeah. She'll do it. She'll do it. Yeah. Um, Is there a really bad drug problem here in Hamilton? Hmm. I don't know if I should talk about this. You absolutely should. I think people need to know. <laughs> we only believe in abstinence in Hamilton. What? We can't talk about it. <laughs> one, of, one of the reasons why it was a little frustrating was because... Going out into the community and talking about drug and alcohol issues is like a stigma in itself, especially in Hamilton. Just going out and talking about it? Yeah, like, I we, think don't, that's we don't have ridiculous. a drug problem, Sam. There, we don't, nobody does drugs in our town. <laughs> because I've heard otherwise. I've heard that there's people out there doing heroin. There, there are. And it's, you know, it, it's something that, it's an issue, but if you bring it to light... No, then that's, it's see, an that's issue. A, that okay. You know what I mean? That's a huge mistake. I know. When you cover up a problem, yeah, that's a huge mistake. It is. I think absolutely we should be talking about it. Do I think that there are other towns that have more of an issue? Probably, but is there an issue? Definitely, definitely. Yeah. And I, I, to be honest with you, I just I just got tired of fighting the fight for it, and like. That, um, not to mention there's a lot of paperwork that has to be done with the grant. Um, That's a deal breaker for me. And and I was just, <laughs> you know, I, I did it for four or five years, maybe. And I was, just, I was just done. And I gave it, I asked Mayor Young, I'm like, look, you're awesome with all this stuff. Do you want to take it on? She's like, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. So Mary Young is now the Hamilton um, Drug Alliance coordinator. Shout and she does Mary a great Young. job. She's revived it. She's done a lot of cool things with the cops. You know, she's an awesome person and has done an excellent job with it. But we will help at the the center, too, just to throw that out there. If somebody has a drug and alcohol issue so and needs wait, help. Wait, what do you mean? There's people there who can help? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I will get a lot of referrals from the police department. You know, if somebody needs help or is looking to get help. They'll say, go over to the Family Success Center. You know, one of the girls will help you. And we will. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll contact our contacts and get try to get them into a, a facility if that's what they're looking to do. Mm. Um, we also have a support group on Wednesday nights called Hope Support Group. What is that? That's a support group for anybody in town or any anybody probably even outside of Hamilton 
that is a local run group um, and they do a great job. It's just a support group and it's for anybody struggling with addiction or anybody that has a family member struggling with addiction. Wow. Just a regular old support group, grassroots little program that they run Wednesday evenings. I'm just, I feel like there's so many doors to open to this place. Okay, mm-hmm. so you have this area for kids to play. Mm-hmm. You have a place for drug rehabilitation. Like what else, what other therapy groups do you guys have? Activities for adults? Uh, we have ESL. We do ESL for adults. We have computer classes like Computers 101 that we teach. We have a calendar, and on the calendar is an array of things. Like we try to do, you know, something educational for the week, and then we try to do family activities, at least two to three family activities a week. And then, you know, we we structure and do those programs during the week, but then we also see families during the day, and we do like uh, somebody needs help filling out paperwork. Like we help a lot of the seniors in town. We help. Just anybody in the community that needs anything. They're, like, we're the, the be-all, end-all to anybody that has an issue, problem, or w- whatever. And we have a lot of contacts and know a lot of agencies to get you the help that you may need. I mean, it could range from anything. Anything. There's nothing that we haven't done. When you grew up, was this in <laughs> no. the cards? What, what were? Because who thinks of doing all of this? This was not what I thought I was going to do. I had a totally different thing what I wanted to do. A I, I totally it's different. It's not totally different. Actually, if, you know, on one of the, the what, what changed my mind was one of the internships that I did. Because, you know, when you're in social work, they, one of the great things about it is the way you learn is doing internships. So every semester you had to do an internship somewhere else. I I did an internships in the Bronx because I did go to NYU because I know you're you're uh, New York. I spent a few years there. Yeah. I'm in Florida, St. Louis. I don't identify as a New Yorker, mm-hmm. but people in Hamilton think of me as that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I could only afford one year, so I only did one year at NYU. Um, did you enjoy? I did. I probably was too young. Like, mm. okay, talking about a Hamiltonian moving to the city, never had no clue what I was doing. No clue. I just always wanted to live in a city. And, you know, I applied, I got in, I had to wait a semester because there was no housing. So that was strange. So when I finally, I waited, I had to wait the semester out. So in the meantime, I went to Stockton because I didn't want to lose time, Mm. you know, because I figured I'm the type of person, I wasn't even going to go to college. It was not my cards. I just, school wasn't my thing. It wasn't my thing. I, th- I liked pottery, sculpture, I had sewing. You were an artist. Uh, I went, no. That's, well, that's art. <laughs> I was lazy. I was just, that. my senior year, I was just, I didn't really, I feel like I didn't apply myself like I probably should have. I just didn't. And I, I always wanted to, I don't know, I was all over the place, I think, my high school years. I wanted to... You know, I thought, uh, I don't care. Like, I'll just go to hairdressing school like my mom and, and do that. And my sister kind of got to me, and she's like, you got to go to college. You have to. Because my sister's the first one to, to go to college and, um, in our family. And she's the one that really, she's like, you got to go. You got to go. So I did. So you went because your sister told you to? Yeah. Because I really wasn't going to go to college. a good sister. I know. 
I really, and she's the one that really pushed me into social work also. She's like, you know what, you, wow. sh- you should do social work. And I was like, all right, yeah. Because she knew what I kind of liked, and social work gives you that option. And you have an array of things that you can do as a social worker. But I was really... What do you like? It's, it's a little um, bizarre, but I really enjoy learning about... Like, what, what always fascinated me as a kid is the mind. Always. I was really into what makes a person tick. What makes a person become a serial killer? What makes a person become, you know... Uh, anything. Are you talking about like a wide range? Anything. Like what makes... Why? What? A to Z, Why does how that do happen? get there? Yeah. Yeah. That's really what fascinated me. I wanted to know what in someone's brain made them have the choices that they've had. I know. Isn't it fascinating? It's like there's a whole mm-hmm. world going on in that other person's mm-hmm. head. Mm-hmm. You can't ever understand it. Mm-hmm. You'll never know. I mean, I, that's what I, I wanted to study all that. Why? Yeah. And at the time when I was when I was doing all this, when I was in college, I didn't want to do psychology because from hearing from other students and hearing from professors, you know, psychology wasn't the road to be going down because social work was the up-and-coming field, and that's where people were getting hired. So that's, you know, I made all these twists and turns in college and social work was where I landed because I had the opportunity to work in a hospital. I can work in Ancora Psychiatric Hospital. I could work in a school system. I could, you know, you, you could be a therapist. That's what I ultimately got my master's in is therapy. Is that, what, what did you want? I wanted to, at the end of all this, I really wanted to be a therapist. Really just wanted to do therapy. And... Um, something happened at work where I got hurt. I got attacked by a, a client. Is, I'm going what? way back. Whoa. And that changed my mind. Like Whoa. that's, I'm like, you know what? This during is a, a therapy session? It wasn't, no, it was just, it was during, um, I'm going way, way back. And this How is, way back? this is when the building, I don't even know when I became director, but it, it was a long time ago. But this is when the building was different. Like this is when you had the therapy going on upstairs. This is when welfare was in the building. This is like the building was hopping all day, every day. It was to the point where we had security downstairs. You know, we had a cop actually sitting in there for security measures because, you know, people, if they didn't get their welfare benefits or if something mm. had happened, like we had some irate people coming in. And, you know, we just had a client come in who was schizophrenic and he thought that I was stealing his Social Security check. So... He came into my office and, and, and hit me. Was he a large individual? He was pretty large. He was a big guy. Yeah, he was a big guy. Wow. He you hit know. me in the face? Yeah. <gasps> yeah, broke my nose. In and, the uh, nose? Oh, my mm-hmm. God, Trisha. Mm-hmm. Oh, did, were, was anyone around to help you? Uh, the, the staff were in the other office and heard. Like, they said, all you did oh. was, like, you let out, like, a moan. And then, oh, this is hurting me to hear. Well, that basically, you, it, it, and this is what, this is what really changed my frame of mind into to doing therapy because at the time I think I was still I was doing an internship with a psychiatrist and it just it just turned me off because I'm like you know I don't want to do this for you know six hours a day like seven and a half hours a day this is not what I want to do people don't go to see a therapist when they're happy people go see a therapist when they're having a life issue mm-hmm. something you know tragic has happened and they need help to get through it there's nothing wrong with that i totally believe in it it wasn't 
it just wasn't for me. You know, I just I just wanted something more fulfilling. I wanted something on a more happier plane where people can come in, you can see the quick fix, and you know you can help them right there and then. Therapy is that's not always the case, and you know what I was exposed to was people that were really sick, and you know one of my internships was at um, a psychiatric hospital, and I worked with the criminally insane. So that was Whoa. that was a real eye opener too because that's what I like going back the to what I wanted to do. Insane. Does that mean that they've broken the law, but they're insane, so they can't be institutionalized? They can't go to jail. They can't go okay, to prison. But, right, right, right. Mm-hmm. So they're in a mental institution. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, and you didn't get punched in the nose there. Well, by the way, your nose healed up very well, <laughs> <laughs> very, very well. Um, I know a lot of martial artists. <laughs> <to be> envious. <laughs> it was only once. Okay. Uh, like, it might be a little crooked. It's an Italian nose, I guess. <laughs> a little <man> here. <laughs> uh, but the, that's really what framed what I wanted to do. Was going into. And seeing all that, you know, working in the criminally insane unit and and seeing, like, all the different patients and seeing, you know, a real catatonic schizophrenic that, you know, it was just a real eye-opener. It was, it was so interesting. It must have been so eye-opening. It really was. And it, it, it told me. Because you hear me, about these things, but until you mm-hmm. see it, right? It just told me, like, that's not what I want to do. I'm still very interested in it. I mean, I still read a lot of books on it this kind of stuff. It takes a special stuff. kind of person to help. Yeah. But that wasn't your niche. I just, I just didn't want to do it on a daily basis because you, you don't see the outcome as mm. quick as you would want. Hey, listen, I can relate so much. I, I want to tell you that, uh, in my profession, I constantly, constantly on a daily basis get to see the outcome. Exactly. And you know? maybe that's for selfish reasons. I don't know, but that's what makes me, you know, mm-hmm. motivated every day to mm-hmm. do my best. So I, I get it. Yeah. I get it. I just wanted to do something lighter, like something more fun. That that wasn't a whole lot of fun, you know. Blasted in the nose. No, <laughs> not I mean, your thing. <laughs> working with somebody that's you know on that capacity was tough. It just yeah. wasn't for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and then you finally made your way to where you are mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. I loved working with the community. That that's my niche. That's what I love. Working with the community. Mm-hmm. You love mm-hmm. Hamilton. I do. Why? What do you love about it? I, I like the small town feel of it. I, you know, I'm glad to be able to raise my kids here. There's something in knowing. There's something in knowing, like some of the teachers from the school, and knowing who's going to care for your child all day long. Like my kids went here. They know? went to read. Mm-hmm. Oh, that makes me happy. Yeah, I'm sure it served them from well. When they were both three years old, because we were able to get them in a little earlier. As I pushed for them to get on that potty. I want to give a shout out today. <laughs> yeah, that still goes on today. Uh, can we give a shout out? Was Miss Danielle one of their teachers? Absolutely. Shout out to Miss Danielle, who mm-hmm. will be on this show, Miss yeah, Danielle. She was great. <laughs> She's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mimi, Mimi was here. Mimi was here. Yeah. 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 Uh, There's a bunch of them. Yeah. I think my daughter graduated from here the year. You took it over. Is that right? I'm pretty sure. So did I like meet her? I was there. Yeah, Wait, was you were I at there? the graduation. Oh, it so was you... the first time. Miss Dina it was her. It was her last one. I'm almost positive. I'm just now realizing you saw me give that little speech. Yeah, I th- I'm almost positive. Yeah, I know you were there, uh, and it was the last. I'm pretty. I'm almost positive. Do you know how mm-hmm. I felt at that moment? Super insecure. Well, she certainly. <laughs> they, you know, Dina knew what she was doing yeah. without a doubt. Yeah. You know, handed it over to you guys. 
Oh, that's what you mean by that. Yeah. I thought you meant she knew what she was doing. Absolutely. I mean, obviously, Misty knew what she was doing owning the school, but well, you saying <clears> that is, yeah. uh, that means a lot. Because I know it meant the world to her, and she took her time in trying to find who she wanted her legacy to be given to, and, and I think you, you know, guys do an awesome job. Oh, thank you. Most definitely. I think about her every day, hoping mm-hmm. I'm making her proud. I know you are. I Talk know you about are. another person. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. We're going to need a part two with mm-hmm. you. Great guest. Thank you. <laughs> you make me so happy right now. What else, though? I mean, mm-hmm. so you love that the fact that you can have a teacher that you know for yeah. the kids. Yeah. Um, I mean, you do so much for this town. There must be... Uh, what is the heart of Hamilton? Like, what is Hamilton to you? Gosh, I, I think it's just... You know, you can go into Wawa <clears throat> and you can say hi because you're going to know at least three to four people that walk into Wawa. And just... You know, look, there's sometimes where you don't want to run into people that, <laughs> you know, but it is nice. Like, and, you know, you get to walk away. My sister-in-law and my sister talk about this because my sister does not live in Hamilton anymore. And she's also a true Hamiltonian through and through in her blood. That'll never go away. But she does not live in Hamilton. And, you know, sometimes when we're on the phone together, she goes, that's why I don't live in Hamilton. Because... There's, there, there are a lot of pluses and there are a lot of minuses to living in Hamilton. But I, I do think that there are more uh, positive things to living here. And that's one of them. Just being able to go to Wawa or go to Walmart, you know, and see somebody. Hey, how are you? How you doing? That's just one of many. <coughs> what are the minuses that you think? Do you think any of the minuses can be fixed? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. I just got to suck it up and no. deal with it. No. Take the good with the bad. <laughs> because... <clears throat> Look, if something happens to you in this town, everybody knows about it. Everybody. Yeah. So whether, you know, especially if it's negative, it's like... The support, I mean, the support I got when I ripped my pectoral muscle Mm -hmm. in January, unbelievable. When Ashton was sick this summer, the, oh my... Support you got, yeah. I I get emotional thinking about it. Yeah, and, you know, you know, something that, you know, we were going to talk about Christy and, and what's going on with her daughter... That was huge for me to help this kid and to make sure that Christy had what she needed. Because Christy, I mean, all my staff, Elsie, Baez, Melissa, Anel Scardino, I have a great staff. I always have, always have had great staff. Christy Schlair, I loved that interview. Actually, other people have listened to it and have uh, gotten a lot from that interview. Absolutely. And <laughs> I got a lot out of talking to those kids. What did what have you done for her? I didn't realize. We well, I just helped with the benefit, helped with the benefit for Gabby. And Wait, are you talking? You're talking about the um, beer and beef. Yes, beef and beer. Am I switching it? Yeah. Beef and beer. That's right. Yeah. Same thing. Same thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we um, Mary Young and I. You know, I, that was another thing where I went to Mary and I said, "Look, we got to do something. We got to help this kid out. You know, she needs this dog." And after uh, Gabby had her last uh, seizure, and I I wasn't even here. I was on a cruise. But I had told Christy, like, a year or two prior to that, that I thought, I was like, Christy, did you ever look into getting a dog for her? You know, one of the one of the um, seizure dogs. And, uh, Chris, you know, we had I had printed out some stuff on it, and I would put it on the back of my desk. We left it there. And then after Gabby had the seizure... That's all I thought about. Like when I found out the day that Are I found out. Are you talking about out, the one she spoke about that was really long? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
That was really hard to hear. That's I, it's so hard. And, you know, I think that's why when I told you I saw Gabby on Friday, I get so choked up when I see her because, I mean, all of Chrissy's kids are just beautiful kids. But I, they need that dog. And she needs a dog. And Christy needs peace of mind. And that's what that's what mattered most to me is that watching Christy come to work every day, knowing God knows what kind of night she had. She still made it into work. You know, you can't sleep. You can't shut for, your eyes and, so, and have uh, a great sleep. For those of you, yeah, people listening may not have heard that episode. Um, Christy's two out of her three kids suffer from epilepsy. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've been having seizures. And, uh, you know, she's a parent. If you're a parent out there, you know. I mean, it's her story. I strongly suggest you go and listen to that episode. Yeah. And, and to hear this, I didn't know that. I knew you did the beef and beer. I didn't mm-hmm. realize what it was for us to get a dog. And just get a service dog to help um, alert Christy and Len as to when, or or when she's with her father also, that she, you know, a seizure is go- about to occur. And that's the biggest thing. Like, to me, being, and you know this, being deprived of sleep when you're raising kids, it's like the world just to take, like, you don't get naps. You don't, you don't have naps when you have kids. And, um what it is is the day at work it, it just it destroys your professional yeah. life and, and you, you just don't you don't think right you don't you're not functioning you're, you're barely there and christy has done this it's a learned behavior almost for her to to go and not sleep and get like you know all six seven hours of sleep at night you don't not when your kid has could have a seizure in the middle of the night and you, you know you got to be on it you got to know so anyway that that's you know it just really got to me, you know, when I heard about it. And, and I said, I will do and I will help you do whatever we can to get this get this little girl a dog. What could we do? I said, we could, could we do a beef and beer? And I called up Mary and I'm like, you got to help me. We got to do this. And Mary's like, absolutely. So it's, you know, but she, you know, we raised, she does have, you know, she's in the process of going to be able to get that dog. So that's what we're doing. We're also doing a shoe fundraiser to try to help with airfare and the cost of um, whole, the whole family needs to go out there and train with this dog. Whenever that's going to be, it's be out in Ohio. I'm in awe of you right now, actually. Oh, thank you. A bit. I mean, you, you, uh, it's not often you see someone who, for their professional life, does so many good things for people but then extends themselves to things past their professional life to do more wonderful things for people who are in need. We're really lucky to have you in this town. Thanks. Thank you. The stories are true, Trisha Donio. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> Depends on who you ask. <laughs> so far, it's, all, it's pretty much 100%. Uh, so... Okay, before we get to the chat pack, you are starting a, non- a nonprofit, or you're working on starting a nonprofit. I was going to, but um, nixed the idea. Oh, it's not happening. It's not going to happen. Oh. Mm-mm. Okay. No. End of conversation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Too many other things going on. Yeah. Uh, do you want to mention the shoe drive? Sure. That's for uh, Christy Shiler again, and the shoe drive is if you could drop off any gently used shoes to the center we're taking them she's got to bag them up and then they will uh they i think it's i have to ask christy but i think it's like she needs almost 100 bags of 25 
We're talking any kind of shoes? Any kind of shoe. Boots, heels. Big, small. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So any kind of, you know, gentle used shoes, we'll take them. All right. You hear that, Lisa? Just drop them off. We're giving some of those shoes. We got some shoes. Yep. All right. Hey, you scared as I break out? I don't like this part. The chat pack. (laughs) I don't know. Yes. Here we have four. Hey, you know what? I showed them to Lisa ahead of time, and she approved these four. So feel strong. All right. So I just pick one? You just choose one. Oh, no. What is one annual event? You're going to have to read that so much better into the microphone. (laughs) (laughs) I mumble. What is one annual event that, if you miss it, leaves you feeling like your year is somehow incomplete? One annual event that, if I miss it. Yeah, what can you not miss? Community-wise or personal? Doesn't matter. Gosh, I feel like we've talked so much community. I think we should get personal with this. I think, well, personal would definitely be Christmas Eve for me. Christmas Eve, not 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 the morning. No, Christmas Eve night. Yeah. What What is it? That's just a a Italian holiday for our family. That you know you have the seven fishes, and it's just family, and we. A lot of, I guess a lot of people, like, they get dressed up and they go to their family's house. We do it a little bit differently. We do a Pollyanna. We dress down. We're comfortable. We're relaxed. And it's just family. Yeah. And I just, you know, Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve was always something. It was one of the things that I had to barter with in my marriage um, that I didn't, I wasn't able to spend with my side of the family for so many years. Once I got divorced, I got to be with my family again. My side of the family, anyway. So it's just a very important holiday that I got back in with my side of the family. Yeah, so that's the one for you. Yeah. Yeah, Definitely. right on. Mm-hmm. I was I was raised Jewish. I uh, never got to experience that. But, uh, by the way, your, your son, AJ, mm-hmm. he's a mensch, <laughs> as my mother would say. He is a true mensch. So... I bet Christmas Eve with that guy is pretty cool. Oh, he's a trip. He <laughs> is. <laughs> no doubt. All right. Hey, one down. You made it. You made it through the first one. Another one? <laughs> hey, you got one more in you. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Do you want me to read it? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I don't like these. You love it, Trisha. Let me, see. Let me see the other one. Right. <laughs> Are you serious? Did you actually? Hold on. This is... I don't know. It's, it's all about flags and government. <laughs> it nothing to do with government. <laughs> you didn't finish reading it. Yo, let me read it. Right, and then if you ahead. really yeah, want you to mix it. Flags at the top of the government buildings. Crosses at the top of churches. If you had to put something on your roof to distinguish your house from others, what would you put there? I don't know. Is there some really messed up thoughts going through your head right now? Flag, so I have to pick a flag and put it on my no, head. No, no. <laughs> Didn't you hear crosses on churches, flags on a government building, whatever. There's a flag on top of my shed here. But you don't necessarily have that. What would you put to to show Trisha Donio lives here? A skull. <laughs> Yep. Yo. A big skull. A big skull. Definitely. Do you want to go into detail or you want to leave it at that? <laughs> I'll leave it at that. 
<laughs> Maybe we'll go on off air with that. I want to know the details. That was amazing. <laughs> Skull. Yeah. Best answer. Um, oh. Hey, you have any shout outs you want to give before you get out of here? Oh. I know a lot of people love you. I, I just want to say thank you to anybody that recommended it, me. Um, this was really nice. I, I really appreciate this. Um, definitely got to give a shout out to the staff, obviously, the Family Success Center, because they're really the ones that really make it happen on a daily basis. Of course, my family for always supporting me. So thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right on. Thank, thank you, you for doing this. And thank you for all that you do for Hamilton. Oh, thank you. You rock, Trisha Daniel. Can I thank get a high you five? You too. Absolutely. Boom. See you, people.